Hello nerds and welcome to Technomancers, the D&D actual play podcast that accidentally took a dump stat in everything. I'm top-not catastrophe Ivan Brett, coming to you from the London offices of Elastacloud, and I'm joined by my four friends and colleagues who will introduce themselves in order of who most recently fell from a height, starting from the most recent. Oh, that was probably me. Mm-hmm. Just, I went climbing and fell off a wall onto my head. That went well. <laughs> Anyway, I, I'm Rob, uh, I, I'm playing Linus of Monardis, and I also can't wait for Ivan to run out of those little intro things. That it's never going to happen. Cause... Never going to happen. <laughs> I'm enjoying them. <laughs> Who's our most second recent faller? Oh, that's a great question. I haven't been keeping it's track of my It's possibly me. I, I fell down the stairs relatively recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm Misha, I will be playing <laughs> Light Through Rain. That leaves just two of us. I'm guessing it's me. I mean, I haven't really fallen recently, but a coffee fell on me, so I think that qualifies me as close to the, the least fally. Um, it counts. Yeah. I'm Andy. Uh, I'm playing Nigel Hellscream. Uh, Which leaves just one last person. And I'm, I'm Dickie Darkwood, Darkwood Basilisk, the 17th. And um, I'm so tiny that it really wouldn't matter if I fell from a step anyway. <laughs> Well, there we go. We have all four fallers, and let's hope none of you actually fall in this game, because we are at a very exciting point, just heading into the fourth uh, session of our campaign. So far in this campaign, playing as the hapless Cloudballs Inc., you've had a job interview with the Elephantine Rumpkin Dazzlestunk, Chief Commissioner of the Lamplight Guild, and accepted a contract to look after the main revenue source, their Horifor Processing Factory, overseen by the demi-craniumed ratfolk Griff. Griff died suddenly in suspicious circumstances, and the factory collapsed shortly afterwards, opening a door in the central tank where a shark-faced redfin woman emerged. She'd seemingly been trapped in there for some time, and was confused that the party didn't know of her existence. As the factory crumbled about them, and a white tiger, previously integral to the energy generation of the plant, attacked the party. Dickie covered it in grease, Linus lit that grease on fire, creating a new, less stable energy source. Light through rain eventually managed to open the locked factory door, finding the lamplighter guards outside slaughtered, and a crack squad of redfin marauders, but with blue fins, not red. They stormed in, the grandest of them addressing the captive as both mother and Empress Latuvi. He promised that cloudballs and all the land dwellers would pay for what they'd done to his mother, and that without her, they'd be powerless. One of the noodle-legged fish guards boasted that they'd been washed by the spring tide. The prince seemed angry about that and ordered the fish guards to kill the party. Now they'd heard too much. And that's where we are now. Also, Nigel, you're in a net. Um, you are... You're surrounded, right? This is exciting and potentially dangerous. You've had a lot of it go down. Oh, is it? It's an explicit podcast Whoa. this time. You've had a lot of... S blank blank hit go down today because uh, a factory has exploded around you and you are well you've 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 kind of lost what seems to be an incredibly important and integral part of this factory which is a hidden person and now you're here surrounded by three noodle-legged fish and Nigel's you're in a net there's nothing I can say except please roll initiative all right who's got 20 or above it's me. I've got 22. Thanks, DM. Nice. But <laughs> no problem. Between 20 and 15. Me. I got 19. Also me. I also got 19. Who wants to go first out of you two? Don't know. Uh, I'll go first. All right. Nice one. Between 10 and 15. Uh, uh yes. I got 13. Great, that's everyone. And the fish are going beneath you, which means you all get to move first, which is going to be helpful, I think, because you're all level one. You're mostly quite hurt. You all have single digits of health. And um, these are only fish, but they are dangerous fish. <laughs> um, you know, think of like a bony salmon. Yeah. You know, you don't want to swallow that. It could, it could really choke you. Dicky, you're up first. Um, the three fish are surrounding Nigel, and you're standing just about 10 feet away from uh, one that has a little label on its blazer that says, Hi, I'm Coppertop. So you can infer from that uh, that it's called Copper Top. <laughs> what would you like to do? So, fish with a blazer. Um, and he's threatening Linus, is he? Oh, they're all going to try and stab Linus in very short Well, I'm not going to put No, Nigel, they're all getting me. Sorry, they're all going sh- to stab Nigel. Yeah, so you've got, you've got one spell slot remaining. I mean, the crowd control spell you've got here is sleep. 
um, oh, which may be able that. to take one or two of them out. Right. Uh, and it won't hurt them, but it would certainly, like, you know, there's that would make 4v2 rather than 4v3. I absolutely love that. Um, so, yeah, I am going to cast Sleep. Um, Nigel will be in my little sleep bubble, though, right? I could do a sleep. You're so right, you know. You might just send Nigel to sleep and nobody else. That would be cool. Oh, <laughs> let's do it. It would be very fun. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, these all these guys also all have like a good chunk of health. So it's quite. I would say it's like seventy-five percent. You just send. That's what I'm going to do. It's going to totally confuse. Okay. <laughs> it's going to totally confuse. Them. Right. So I'm going to cast that. Um, sleep on me. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Just, that's vicinity. actually really incredible. Uh, what did you roll on that? Yeah, it's uh, 29. Excellent. Okay, so you... Uh, how does it look when you cast sleep? Um, so, I've got these... I've got these little sparkles coming out my fingers. They look like... look like really somber moons. And uh, as they head towards Nigel, I can see that he's, like, totally captivated. He's looking at these... Uh, <laughs> Shiny little, shiny little sparkles, and then they stop when they reach him. Um, Nigel, you feel these little moony sparkles kind of uh, just slowly creep up your nose, and a, a drowsiness fills you, like um, you've been driving on a motorway for three and a half hours, and you just feel that kind of slight tickling at the top of your eyes and think it's definitely time to find a, a costa uh nigel you collapse net on top of you as does Coppertop as well one fish and one friend both fall into a beautiful slumbering sleep snaggletooth and wet leg the other two fish look at you with confusion and go wow something's coming on um but yeah you've sent your friend and one of the fish to sleep that could be a good thing it could be a bad thing linus your turn <laughs> okay i would like to uh, run in towards uh, Snaggletooth. Sure. Um, uh, and as I do so, I'm going to pull out my two trusty hammers, my light hammers mm. uh, that I lovingly named Ball and Peen because they're <laughs> ball peen hammers uh, from all the metal work that I've been doing. Wonder where you're going. Snaggletooth has a really bad set of teeth and looks at you with fear um, as you as you approach. Right. Well, the the first light hammer strike is going to try and straighten his teeth. Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> I only weakness. <laughs> so that is a fifteen. Fifteen hits. Okay. And that does five bludgeoning damage. Yeah, his tooth fully falls out. Uh, he looks shocked for a minute and goes, "Oh, thank you very much." <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've, you've cured his lisp at least. He, I think he's pretty happy about that. So with the other hammer, bring that straight up back across. And again, just kind of try and then knock out the other tooth or at least make okay. the, the one next to it crooked. Just uh, sure. That's a yeah. 16. It hits, hit. yeah. And that is... That is a one. It's enough to give him another speech defect, for sure. He, just, <laughs> he looks uh, once again shocked, but kind of relieved to be back the way he was before. Um, <laughs> as one of his teeth just juts about and kind of like jams his mouth open at a strange angle. Um, yeah, good start. Linus, that's your movement and action, uh, and your bonus action as well. Lovely. Light through rain, you're next. Okay, I will... Uh, I'm going to go on Snaggletooth. I'm going to help Linus. So I'm going to go in 5, 10, 15 feet and sort of tuck in next to Linus for, for safety. Um, I would like to use my bonus action, Psionic Weapon Lethal Strike. Oh, crikey. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. As a, as a bonus action, you imbue a weapon you're holding or your unarmed strike with psychic energy. The next time you hit with it before the end of your turn, it deals an extra 1d10 psychic damage per psi point spent. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. And yeah, I suppose you're going to send a, spend a psi point for that, aren't you? Otherwise it's zero. Yeah, I've got, got to spend a psi point. I can spend up to a maximum of two, but I've only got three left, so I'm only going to spend the one. And I'm going to attempt to stab him with a dagger. That's going to be a 12 to hit. Does not hit. Balls. You run forward next to Linus. You kind of imbue your dagger with this power and then completely miss. You stab your knife right through the place where his tooth used to be. <laughs> uh, just like flossing. He just goes, oh, you bring out a nice big bit of fish plaque. Oh. Um, Thank you. I had that stuck in there for a long time. He's now like Sylvester the cat. I think his voice has changed every time and I'm happy with that. Nigel, you're asleep. I roll over my sleep and go, mummy, pity. <laughs> 
you you can't wake up, right? You're just asleep. That's, no, I'm yes, just just, just making noises that are disturbing yeah. in my sleep. Yeah, no, I I wasn't protesting against your dream. I was just trying to figure out if there's anything you could do. No. Uh, all fish are going to have a turn now. <laughs> Snaggletooth, furious at the behaviour. Um, oh, actually, do you know what? I did forget something, which is the missed attack from... Did you both miss an attack? No, it was just you, like, through rain, wasn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. So there is uh, an ability I've missed here, uh, which is um, Sticky Shield. Light through rain, as you miss, uh, uh, Snaggletooth lifts up his little fishy shield and your knife kind of, like, catches on it. Make me a strength saving throw, please. That's going to be an 11. Okay, fine. You feel a kind of tacky uh, moment where for a second your knife is stuck between its teeth and you... (laughs) pull it out with a slaw. The shield goes back as well. You have your knife back. Absolutely fine. I compulsively start looking at clean. Ooh! Fishy. Um, give me a constitution saving throw, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's a 17 on the console. Yeah, it's it doesn't smell great because it smells less of fish and more of plaque. But it's, oh. you know, it's, it's... You know what? The knife is clean again, and that's good news. That's the important thing. I think probably this, this guy's going to try and net Linus. Um, oh no! Does a twenty hit? Uh, just slightly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Snaggletooth, furious at you, um, is going to try. Is net nets you, chucks a net over you, and it kind of like little boluses on the end, just doof, doof, doof down, and you are kind of caught in this horrible sticky seaweed net. Um, you are restrained currently. Your speed is zero. Attacks you make have disadvantage. Attacks on you have advantage. Okay. You can free yourself as an action. Um, and you can also attack the net if you want to that is the end of that one's turn wet leg now is going to looks around sees Nigel's asleep thinks maybe Nigel is done um, oh boy uh, comes around here is going to run towards you D- Dickie you notice that wet leg's w- uh, leg is curiously wet <laughs> um, and is going to go for an attack with a spear raises his shield and is going to try to spear you in the chest. That is a 12 to hit? Yeah, it's quite my AC's a 12. Yep, cool. Yes, uh, wet leg runs forward, slams this spear straight into your chest, dealing you three piercing damage. And Coppertop is asleep. That's the end of their turn. Back to you, Dicky. Oh, okay, right. I am gonna screw up. What is it? Snaggletooth that attacked me? A wet leg. Wet leg, okay. Yeah. Wet leg. He's just doing a tiny, <laughs> tiny bit of fish wee. Just constantly, like a rat in your house. <laughs> he looks embarrassed. I'm really sorry, I couldn't hold it in. <laughs> he's, he's still on the... Um, we're, we're, we're still on solid ground, though, right? It's Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, his, his leg's looking a bit damp, but everything else is fine. Oh, he is in trouble now. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am going to cast Grease under him first. Okay, great. You are going to Grease him. You actually get a 10-foot square, so you can Grease both him and Coppertop, who is asleep, but will be a, a greasy sleep if you want that. Oh, and I, I want to steal I want to steal Coppertop's jacket as well. Uh, let's, do, let's do things one at a time. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's more of a blazer than a jacket. I guess a blazer is a type of jacket. Um, maybe you can roll for that. So, first of all, let's see if Wet Leg can stay standing on his little noodle legs. Uh, uh, yeah, wet leg starts to dance, and I guess the the, the sort of uh, the fact that wa- uh, oil is hydrophobic means that his legs are beautifully protected from the oil. It slicks straight off, and he stays standing. Looks at you with a keen eye. Aha! I knew I did this for a reason. Uh, standing and fine. Coppertop, however, is very greasy and on the ground and asleep. That's your action. Okay. I will just wait out my turn, and I will mess him up next time. Linus, it is your turn. You are in a net. Yeah, I think uh, Linus is not going to try and escape the net and instead just continue to now from the floor just bring Mm -hmm. down the hammers onto uh, Snaggletooth's toes. Okay, yeah. I'm uh, I'm aware that they'll be disadvantaged. They are uh, both with disadvantage, yes. It's a risk I will take. So the first one, that's a 10. Doesn't hit. And uh, the second attack is a seven. So yeah. uh, everyone continue to go about your day. 
Linus uh, is surrounded by this very, very heavy net, and as you try to sort of hit your hammer, all you manage to do is just kind of like flap the net a little bit. Snaggletooth, Snaggletooth looks on proudly uh, at his achievements. Light through rain. So, as, uh, as my bonus action, I will expend a side point to make okay. my dagger ethereal. Um, right. So it becomes a, a dagger of pure psionic energy, and oh I would gosh. like him to make a dexterity saving throw. He got a 10. Uh, yeah, that's a fail. Brilliant. Do me some damage, please. He gets stabbed with the dagger, but because it's a regular dagger, it's essentially a regular dagger stab, but it's psychic stabbing. That'll be seven. Seven psychic damage. Lovely. Fantastic. Hey, Snaggletooth's looking bad. Snaggletooth has zero teeth left <laughs> and is now going, but uh, holding proudly onto the, onto the net still feels like he's really helping in this. Um, nevertheless, he's he, he's got no teeth left, and also he's had one of those dreams where all your teeth fall out. Yes, and it was prescient because it happened. Uh, that's the end of your turn, Nigel. What are you dreaming of at the moment, mate? Teeth falling out? Well, yeah, you know, like when you're a little baby and you go through that sort of teething phase and you start chewing on random things. I do know that. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes, yeah, you feel like you lose control a little mm. bit and you start chewing on things you shouldn't be chewing. And then occasionally people come start shouting at you like, don't chew on the plug, Andy! And those sort yeah. of things. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's going on for Nige right now. That's that's a lot. I, I hope you're okay. You all right? <laughs> yeah, doing all right. Having a nice time. Good. Don't chew on the plug, Andy. Uh, that'd be my advice. <laughs> Snaggletooth is conflicted because Snaggletooth feels like he's got Linus out the way. He'd have advantage on an attack against Snaggletooth, but I think he feels like Linus is basically not a factor anymore. So he's going to go for you like through rain. Snaggletooth's going to attack you with a spear. That is one jab of a spear. 19 to hit. Yeah, that'll do it. And four piercing damage. <laughs> I am down. Brings you down. I'm down. I only uh, had four hit points left. I mean, I've only got nine to begin with. Uh, Snaggletooth, whose voice changes for a sixth time, uh, throws his spear in the air, <laughs> catches it again, does a little t- marionette twirl. Not marionette, majorette twirl, and is ready to fight the next one. Light through rain, you are down. Next in the order is Wet Leg, who is going to attack Dicky. Another spear attack on you, Dicky. That's a 21 to hit. Oh. Nine damage brings no. you down. I am down. Copper top. Dumpf. Copper top sleeps. Dicky, on your turn, make me a death saving throw, please. <laughs> One fail, Dicky. Please mark it on your sheet. Linus, you're Uh-oh. the only conscious member of your party and you're under a net. <laughs> and you don't have any healing spells left. You can okay. try to stabilize light through rain. You can try to fight. You can. Try to run away. What do you want to do? Um, can I try and get out from under the net, but in a way which Snaggletooth may not realise that I have done? So, like, stay prone and kind of try and lift up the corner and slide out whilst he's celebrating about taking down Light Three. Here's rain. what we'll do. First of all, we will do a strength saving throw mm-hmm. to see if you can free yourself from the net. If yes, I'm then going to give you a stealth check with advantage, but it's hard. You've got advantage, but it is hard. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Okay. Yep. Strength check to break... Strength saving throw to break free of this. It's not a difficult one. It's a net made of seaweed. uh, But I did roll a five. So the problem with that is five was a low (laughs) You try to do it stealthily and end up just sort of like rearranging the rope rather than actually freeing yourself. Uh, Snaggletooth looks back down and, and, uh, and smiles uh, with, with pride. Yeah, I think you'll... His voice has changed again. I think you'll find that's a pretty good rope there. Um, Linus, you are... You're, you're still in the rope and that was your action. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, nothing else I can Thank do, really. <laughs> Make a death save. <laughs> oh, my oh my God! God. <laughs> that's going to be a nat one. You've got two fails. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nigel, what are you dreaming about? <laughs> well, uh, sunshine now. It's actually turned to a pleasant dream. I'm sat. There's a the lapping shores. I can smell seaweed quite well, actually. Mm. And I'm thinking, isn't seaweed just a nice little blanket that I can just cuddle up in? Mm. And I'm just really, really happy that I'm comfortable and I'm safe. And there's definitely only happy fish nearby. Um, wonderful. 
you are the most comfortable, uh, happy. Apart from Coppertop, who's also really Jimmy, exactly the same thing. <laughs> Snaggletooth um, is going to now try and stab Linus with advantage. This is feeling bad to me. It misses. That's a good thing. It's an eight. Snaggletooth uh, hits the hits the rope actually and makes it even slightly easier to break through this uh, net. <laughs> oh damn it! Uh, Snaggletooth can't kill you. You are clearly an absolute tank. Uh, next in the order is Wet Leg, who is going to run over and net Light Through Ray. Uh, no, net Dicky. Dicky, you've been netted as well as being unconscious. Um, wet Leg, that was that. Copper Top is sleeping. Happy, warm dreams. Everything's fine. Dicky, death save, please. Please don't roll I've, a nat one. I've got a tip and it's don't roll a nat one. Yeah. Can Wet Leg do that without. Um... Can Wet Leg throw a net over an unconscious uh... man? Well, now he's got to move, right? Because because I've greased the whole area. Uh, great point. With grease, it says each creature standing when the grease appears, a creature that enters the area or ends its turn, they must succeed in a dex save. All right, he nets you, and then falls over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go for the death save. Can he do that? Yes, but he will do that with a pratfall afterwards. <laughs> That's two fails. Ooh. Oh man! Oh no! This is the point in the podcast where the music gets really slow and just like one low drone from a cello. Is it like? Are you sure it's not going to be like the death march well, it could... for the next ten minutes? I really wish I hadn't based that spell slot on Nigel. Yeah, he's literally—it's the only one that's going to live through this. He's just going to sleep through everybody's execution. Yeah, wake up! Going, oh, what a lovely, lovely trip! What the hell? Linus was dead. Linus, it's your turn. You can see Light Through Rain is just quietly vomiting next to you and not in the recovery position. <laughs> yeah. If you could There's do me the honour. a couple of things I'm thinking. But I think I'm just going to have to try and stabilise Light Through Rain as best as I can. Uh, that's a nine. Okay. Um, you, in within the net, try to like reach over and push Light Through Rain into the recovery position, but end up just kind of like s- consolidating the vomit that's currently sitting just at the very uh, the base of her throat. Um, it just kind of gives it a jiggle, uh, like when you're checking if a custard is set. Um, oh. It's not. And that's your turn. Light Through Rain. I don't want to. Please make me a death save. That's a 16. That's one save. <sighs> Nigel. <laughs> Nigel, mm. what are you dreaming about? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, yeah, it's it's getting more and more fishy. Um, I'm actually starting to. I think I'm waking up, but it might still be a few more minutes. Um, I'm starting to dream of fish kebabs and how oh how I long for a fish kebab over some hot coals, and I could go somewhere with Dicky. You know, my not dead best friend, and we can we can barbecue some fish kebabs and sell them to the locals for lots of money. That's my um, dream. Okay, beautiful. Hopefully, it happens. Make it make it make come it true, come DM, true. please. Dicky, don't go. Snaggletooth's turn. Snaggletooth's going to go for one more. In fact, you know, at this point, Snaggletooth drops their shield. Maybe this is a bad idea. And Snaggletooth's going to go for a two-handed attack on. Uh, Linus, that is a 10 to hit. Snaggletooth is getting really frustrated, can I just say. (laughs) Um, Wetleg, having roped you, is going to go over here, try to wake Coppertop. Wakes him up. uh, Coppertop goes, I was dreaming of me kebabs, me kebabs. Um, And uh, they they then (laughs) both make dex saves. And they both (laughs) fall over. (laughs) Um, That's... Oh no, yeah, Coppertop can now get up again and is going to just move out of the oil, um, go up to Snaggletooth and be like, uh, just give some advice. You've got to stab him in the face! Um, <laughs> you've got two fails and no saves, am I correct about that? That's correct. Okay. Right, I just... Uh, I, I want to send subliminal messages because Nigel and I are both unconscious that... If this is if this is my last breath, 
right? I want to be carted around as a corpse <laughs> every single negotiation that we do. Oh. I, I want you to just put me in, put me in the seat. The Jeremy Bentham, yeah. I've like, Have a really menacing face. Yeah, I'll, make, I'll definitely make you part of. Uh, a, Adjust of my hat. Stretchy Nimbus <laughs> and Dicky. That'll be the new, <laughs> the new cart, horse right. cart, and, <laughs> and Dicky corpse. <laughs> go for broke, Dicky. Go for broke. Oh. Still a chance we can make it. Uh, 12. Well, one save, okay? So things could be an awful lot worse. Linus, <laughs> you're still up. There are two fish here. What do you want to do? I think defeating the, I think defeating I, the fish is beyond you now, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm just going to try and stabilize light through rain again. Give me another medicine check, please. Here we go. That's a two. Oh, no, no. Stop shaking them, honestly. <laughs> Light through rain. It is your turn. Yeah. <laughs> Light through rain. Oh. What did you get? I got a five. Light through rain. Light through rain's dead. What do Tabaxi believe happens when you die? Well, I. I think Tabaxi believe very firmly that you are simply reincarnated as another Tabaxi, although no one has ever proven this. <laughs> and that it will happen at least nine times. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, as you drift away, you try and focus on the sort of Tabaxi you'd like to be next. Um, what, what do you see? What's, what's the Tabaxi that you think you'd like to be reincarnated as? Um, I think... Light Through Rain is sort of visualising really hard about coming back as like a sort of a lovely calico tabaxi next time. Mm. She's like, oh, well, I've done stripes. So it'd be quite fun to come back with like more than one colour. That more than one colour becomes a range of of patterns and, and swirling shapes in almost fractals as you zoom in towards it. The fur becoming... Um, you can see each hair and then you can see the follicles of each hair and then somehow it all just drifts into a darkness. Nigel, what are you dreaming about? <laughs> I'm, I'm having a great time right now with... Um, and I'm on holiday and um, I'm remembering some some really exciting adventures that I've had with, with my friend Dickie mm. and remembering when we went and found Light Through Rain there wasn't much of a fish smell, and the fish smell seems to be uh, intruding a little bit in the dream. But I am dreaming of going somewhere and feeding fish to cats. Oh. Snaggletooth, wiping a tear from his eye, once again tries to kill Linus. Why <laughs> <laughs> would you die? Um, that is a six to hit. Uh, that that misses. Yeah, I thought it might. Yeah. For <laughs> sake, let me have a go. Wet leg comes in, <laughs> drops his shield. He's gonna have a hit, and what? that is nineteen to hit. Th Wet leg hit proudly us. pisses himself. Uh, six piercing damage. Uh, I am now unconscious. That's how you do it. Uh, and they leave the room. Come on, let's get home. They all just stand out. <laughs> Two of them oily. One of them hurt. They leave the room. Uh, so pushing each other. I'm leading the way. I'm leading the way. As they all try to sort of um, uh, be the boss of this little band, leaving the four of you to. I think we've had seven turns, but I haven't been counting because I didn't think it would. This would happen. Um, which means it, next in the order is you, Dicky. Okay. I've got another death save, right? You do have another death save. Yes. Don't do it. Don't cock it up. <laughs> Dicky. What did you get? I got sick. Dickie, what do gnomes believe happens in your <laughs> life? Well, this gnome, this gnome believes that yeah. he's sitting on a pile of gold <laughs> with gold raining down from the sky um, and a few turnips as well uh, so that I can pile them into Kubernetes. Um, there's Nigel waving in the background, um, he's got he's got a wagon full of turnips, um, <laughs> Kubernetes coming towards me, and then everything goes dark. 
you were hit by a falling imaginary turnip. <laughs> <laughs> Linus, make your death save. Oh, for the love of God. That's an eight. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, Linus, make me another death save, please. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, that's, that's two fails. Nigel, you wake up. <laughs> what do you do? We're all dead, Nigel. <laughs> Everybody's dead, Nigel. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, so I sit up and go, um, um, uh, oh, I feel great. Ah, refreshed. Oh, well. Where are those fish, guys? I can still smell them. Wait, wait, why are you lying down? What's going on? You oh. notice that Linus is still breathing, but looks like he's choking on something. <laughs> he's actually choking on one of Snuggletooth's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, very. given that he's choking, I'll go over to him and I suppose I'll do try and stabilise him. I'll, I'll yeah. you know, get over there and be like... Medicine check, please, mate. Don't die, man. Uh, here we go. I'm not very good at this, by the way. <laughs> I've not done this before. Here we go. A 13! You uh, stick your hand into Linus's mouth, uh, watching for the sharp, draconic teeth. Find Snaggletooth's tooth, pull it out. It comes out with a load of uh, strange kind of effluvium as well, but you pull it out, push Linus on, into the recovery position, make sure his airways are clear, and he is stable, and we are out of initiative. Around that time... Well, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll go to you first. Nigel, you are alone in this room. The tiger is has burnt to a crisp. Dickie and Light Through Rain are not moving. This has been a disaster of a first day at the Horrorful Factory. What do you do? Oh, I am beyond distraught that two of my friends aren't talking to me anymore. (laughs) not entirely uh, believing that they're dead. Um, I I will sort of place them together, you know, um, in an honourable position and uh, one of respect. Um, Make sure there's not, like, I think that, I think the sprinklers are still on and stuff, so <laughs> just maybe try and stop them just being pissed on by the factory. <laughs> yeah, the factory literally and metaphorically pisses on you at this point. Um, we sort of zoom out cinematically as you uh, raise your arms to the sky. Why? As the, as the rain falls down into your sodden face. Um, and we see out of the corner of our eye a large elephantine man in a great big suit stomp through the door furiously and stop to look at the scene. He is crestfallen, his trunk falls and he looks at you, the only person standing, Nigel. Rumpkin Dazzlestunk can only manage a cough. (laughs) What? 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 What is? What? Um. I, well, you know, uh, I was asleep for most of it. Um, and uh, it was a good sleep. Would you like to know about my dreams? No. Where? Okay. He he uh, sees the open door of the main <laughs> tank of this factory and goes, "Where is it? What? Uh, oh, um, stay there." He runs back out again. You hear him shouting, Sardina! Sardina! And um, after a while, he returns with a number of clerics who each take Dickie, Light Through Rain. One picks up Linus. Uh, one guides you, Nigel. She, um, she, she's a, a halfling woman. She sort of takes you by the hand. Come on, dear. Let's find a place for you. Come on. Right. Let's get out of here. Um, they all uh, carry or guide you to a, a sanatorium while uh, Rumpkin with Sardina and various other uh, important people just stand there looking at this factory trying to sort of piece together what on earth just happened and we will fade to black the four of you awake in a light 
sunlit ward. Um, could you all roll me a, a random d20? Uh, I got a two, just just mm. to stay on track. Yeah. I feel like we've we've set a precedent here, and we don't want to go around changing. I got a sixteen, Linus. You actually die, so. There I uh, <laughs> I got a five just to keep with the theme. Yeah, Dicky. My <laughs> God, you guys are rolling badly. I mean, this 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 was just to figure out who sort of is awake first, and it does make sense that it's Nigel, since Nigel, you didn't actually pass out. You have been asleep for some time. You're not sure when you went to sleep, but you're now sure that it is you've woken up. You feel groggy. You feel confused. You also feel the clank, a heavy clank of metal as you realise that you have been restrained by metal braces to the bed that you're lying. When the nurse sees that you're awake, she goes, Oh! Uh, and, and totters off um, and goes and uh, rings a little bell. Uh, Nigel, what do you do? Uh, I shout, Why, Dickie, Why? And uh, try and break out of the restraints. Dicky, you wake up. Um, you can hear Nigel shouting, "Why?" Do you want to answer him? Um, so I'm I'm very very lucid, um, and I say to Nigel, uh, N- N- "Nigel, always for profit. You know that." <laughs> I'm cursed! I'm cursed! Oh, I'm cursed! I think at this point the other two of you wake up. You are in separate beds, not close to each other, but all in the same room. Beautiful golden light streams in through the window. It's close to the horizon, so it's either sunrise or sunset. Um, what do you do? Are we able to see each other? You can see each other, yes, but you are all restrained to your beds. Are we able to... If we can see each other, can we see ourselves, if that makes sense? You can see the back of your own paws, yes. I, I would like to check the back of my own paws to see if they're still grey. Grey and stripes, not calico. <laughs> I had the strangest dream. Uh, immediately, Linus is going to try and find some way out of these shackles. Is that like a, a keyhole? Uh, give me an investigation check on these shackles. Uh, 16. Yeah, there are little keyholes uh, round by the bottom of your wrist, the base of your wrist, so it's quite hard for you to even see them, let alone reach. Your hands don't reach each other, that's the other thing. Can I see any keys? Give me a percept. Thank you. <laughs> no, you heard me. <laughs> you... Uh, that's a 20, non net. <laughs> On your percept. Yeah, cool, yeah. Uh... Now you roll. Now you roll behind. <laughs> You have a good look around, and the only keys that you can see are on a bunch around the waist of the nurse, who is currently ringing a bell. Um, She is quite sort of urgently moving around a small um, sort of admin room attached to this ward. And eventually, as you're watching, you can see that the keys are jangling on her, and two more nurses, followed by Rumpkin Dazzlestunk, this huge elephantine creature, and also Sardina, the halfling, um, who's the kind of uh, admin assistant, um, appear, look up at you, um... You can see they're, they're troubled. Rumpkin is angry. Uh, and they all walk in through the door. Um, it, excuse me, but... Um, would, would you mind letting us up? Um, no. Uh, I mean, yes. I would mind that. Yes. Yes. I, for, for many reasons, am furious. I often am furious. But right now I'm even more furious than normal. His jowls kind of shake. Um... Please, please, before anything else, know how indebted you are to the Lamplight Guild. Not only have you been responsible for this destruction of the Horrifor factory, but also we have at great expense brought you back to life. Two of you, anyway. You were irresponsible, ill-equipped, ill-prepared, and ill, by the looks of things, a lot of vomit... (laughs) Yes, that's the, uh, well, it's it's the cleaning. It has to come out again. Yes. It also, yes, it, it, it's also very aware to me that you've, you've killed Griff as well. We tried to bring him back to life and there was very little brain to work with. He, he didn't uh, fare as well as you. I, I think that he did that himself. He didn't, 
didn't seem so well before we met him. I, I turn around to Nigel at this point and I, I say, Nigel, check your pockets. Do you still have Griff's brain? Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I check my pockets. Yeah, I, I no, no, definitely don't have Griff's brain. Would, Not me, no. Would you like it back? Oh, uh, well, I, I, I suppose we could probably do something with it. Yes, yes, if, uh, if anything, just pickle it. Um, thank you. Probably have a bit under my fingernails, actually. We'll take all we can get. Could I use the nomadic step, step of a dozen paces, um, and take a bonus action to teleport up to 20 feet per side point spent to an unoccupied space that you can see <laughs> to essentially teleport off the bed to wherever they've left my backpack and fish around it in it for the brain. You absolutely have. You have all, by the way, had a long rest. Um, you fully just teleport out of the shackles to your bag. Oh, uh, some of the nurses run forward. Oh, what's going on? Oh. Um, you pull a brain out of your bag. They pull out their holy symbols of the ancient one. Um, you see the sort of the the, the glowing horophor lamp in the middle of this kind of uh, star, and, and and pick it up and, and and all threateningly hold it against you. How did you escape the shackles? Oh well, I I wanted to be over there, and so I just imagined that I was over there until I was. Right. Um, uh, nurse, could you please remove the brain from their hands and, uh, like through rain, please could you sit down and not do that again? Yes. And I will walk back to the bed and sit down politely. Uh, Rumpkin kind of grabs his, um, forehead. Um, his trunk, uh, fully kind of, um, twizzles up like a hose. Uh, and he paces for a while. What are we going to do? What? Okay, okay. Right. Rumpkin looks at you with um, fury. You, first, you must know you are under suspicion for all of it, any of it. I don't know what the crimes are. Just, just all, all of this. Okay. So whatever you say, it will be considered as evidence against you. Now, please, please tell me what happened. In that factory. Linus is going to sit up and just say, Um, I believe the uh, the technical term is, uh, we got hit by the spring tide. Is that what they said? The, the spring tide? Where? As you try to say that, all that comes out is a small bubble. Oh, so I say, I believe the technical term is, I'm going to be extremely confused. Is that what the technical? Do? You're the technical guy, I suppose. Uh, Linus, I, I, you know, you make all things happen. Is that actually the technical term for that? I'm just going to try and say it again. Uh, another bubble comes out. Uh, I, I'm so sorry. Yes, uh, this was the potion of non-disclosure. I, I, I really forgot about this. Unfortunately, <clears throat> we will have to go back into the laboratory to continue to discuss this. Otherwise, it will be a lot of bubbles and very little information passed on. Anything that happens inside that laboratory cannot be expressed outside that laboratory, as are the details of the contract that you signed. Right. So, how do we tell you what We have to go back into the laboratory. Right. Okay. Um, nurses, uh, they all wheel your beds out of this ward. Uh, light through rain, you, you sit on your bed as they wheel it. Um, they're looking concerned and aware uh, of you. They keep their eyes on you the entire time. Um, you go through quite a few floors of the Lamplight Guild, including a few flights of stairs, which is amusing to you because they have to lift the beds up the stairs. Um, but they're not risking letting you free. You notice through this building there are quite a few areas of chaos. There are some walls that have been smashed. Uh, you see some scales kind of uh, you know, pressed and scraped against the wall. Um, little areas of blood. It is very clear that quite a lot of this uh, centre has been attacked. As you're following this route of destruction, it becomes more and more clear that they fought their way through the entire building to get to the lab. And you go through these burst open doors and they push your beds back into a, a f sort of a similar combination as they were before. Um, but 
uh, this time in, in the laboratory, surrounded by chaos. The sprinklers have been stopped, but everything is broken. It is not functional. Everything is off. Right, okay, yes. Um, The potions should be fine now. You are now able to speak about what happened. Um, From the beginning, please. So this time I'm going to say... Uh, we were told you've been hit by and then I'm going to go <laughs> and see uh, he's going to make an insight check uh, oh goodness me um, oh there are days I wish Griff was still here uh, um, <laughs> is, is it the, the handcuffs maybe I can just write it down <laughs> give me a deception check please That's a nat oh 20. Oh my so god. Oh, okay, yes, fine. Goodness. Uh, it seems to me as if the potions of non-disclosure uh, extend also to within this room, which is a problem, because I would really like to know what went on. Yes, nurse. Um, one of the nurses heads over, uh, pulls a key, uh, pulls out the entire key ring and unshackles both of your shackles, uh, leaving your legs shackled up, and hands you a piece of parchment okay. and a quill. Uh, write it down, yes. Yeah. Okay. I, I will write down. Uh, we were told, and then I'll write down. You've been hit by the spring tide, and I'll just show it to them. Um, maybe an insight check. That's a, a fifteen. Okay. They both look quite troubled. Uh, Sardina and Russell Sunk. They clearly both recognise this. Um, and he says, uh, as I thought. Well. <clears throat> The good news uh, is that uh, he thinks really hard. No, no, I, Sardina, anything? Sardina shakes her head. I'm, no, I'm really sorry. I'm not sure there is any. Right. Well, on to the bad news. Um, we've lost the only <laughs> source we have of uh, tra- of changing the Eerie into Horrifor. This means that lamplighters um, are completely without their income source. Uh, the city will, within a few months, once you run out of our reserves of Horror 4, uh, collapse under its own darkness. Uh, we won't have the ability to um, build new ships, uh, light the streets, uh, we'll r- run out of any export power at all, and we will um, essentially enter into a new dark age. Even worse news is it's your fault, and you're being held personally responsible for all of this. What? Mm. You're also indebted to us, as I say. We brought two of you back to life at great expense. More than a minute had passed, obviously. And, um, yes, it's your job to, to track track down this, uh... He looks a bit embarrassed. Um, to fix it. Uh, to, yes, fix it. Well, were you looking for the word? Em- uh, tell me what you mean by that. It seems like the potion has <laughs> lifted off you now. Um, the, the 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 fish lady in the in the central he tank gasps. <gasps> a fish, a fish lady in the sen- in the central tank of all tanks. <laughs> do, I, do I believe him? <laughs> that, that didn't sound very. <laughs> Give very me an insight check. <laughs> the central one. That's a nine. nine. Um, you're not sure. I mean, he does look shocked. <laughs> His mouth is very very agape. I don't. I goodness, an empress. Is it? I've never heard of an empress before. So, <laughs> that's. Um, well, she had a son. Right. And it, yes. Well. Good. Well, maybe you can track track them both down. How are they related to this? How can they be used? Uh, he he's her son. No. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that explains a lot. What we need <laughs> is for the factory to be up and running again before too long. Uh, Griff has met an unfortunate demise, but uh, I believe he told you how the whole thing works, which is good because you are now the only people in the entire city who do. For this reason, I believe uh, it is your job to fix it. If you cannot, you will rot for the rest of your miserable lives in the bucket, uh, indebted to our clan and also responsible for the downfall of this great city. Linus, didn't didn't they didn't they didn't they say that we're all gonna die anyway? Uh, Everyone who lived on land, right? Yeah. So, I mean. Yeah, they they did say that. Yes, I worried about that. It seems that we have been um, <clears throat> uh, taken for fools. 
Um, keep I think he's piping up now, and um, and he um, he he like squares up to. Am I still on the bed? You're still on the bed. You can square up on the bed if you want. Well, I mean, it makes no difference. I'm just like <laughs> a little stack. Nurse, could you adjust his pillows? I think he's trying to square up. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Dickie's Dickie's been thinking all of this time, and uh, uh, we've uh, so Nigel and him have been working on glowing turnips, and um, I'm just I've come up with a pitch in my mind, and uh, so um, so I say to Governor Rumpkin. I say, do you know, we don't actually need horror for. <laughs> Linus, bring out the glowing turnips. We can put these in every house. We'll have light <laughs> absolutely everywhere. Uh, don't forget about the subscription because of the rot. The built-in uh, obsolescence. Uh, obsolescence, yes. Bil- lots built-in of it. obsolescence. Yes, it, they do look obsolete, Bil- yes. Bil- um, so, Rumkin, it is going to be a, a little bit more expensive than Horror 4, um, but I assure you that, uh, the, the, that we can make these turnips glow, and we can scale our production, and we can get them and all through the city. smell organic, too. Organic smells. I'm going to put my hand out for the nurse to pass me my bag. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I think the nurse passes your bag, yeah. Yeah, I will quickly rummage about in my bag and spend one of my points of magical tinkering mm. to uh, make a to make a non a tiny non-magical object so I'll pick the smallest well I, I guess the the most regular size yeah. they're, they're pretty okay. small, right um, yeah a tiny non-magical object uh, shed a bright light uh, in a five foot radius and dim light for an additional five feet and that's just forever um all right he yeah he he looks impressed he he takes the turnip and 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 sort of t- turns it over in his in his um hands goodness very impressive wonderful i wouldn't want to eat this but i'd certainly want to put it on my mantelpiece and if if that's not good enough i can do this as well um and i would like to use my uh, psionic pair of bigger beacon where, as a bonus action, I can cause bright light to radiate from my body in a 20-foot radius and dim light for an additional 20 feet. He's impressed. It can, <laughs> it can be any colour. Which colour would you like to be? Uh, what colour is the turnip, Linus? Uh, pink. It's glowing pink, isn't it? I would like to also glow pink. <laughs> I, I believe you've heard of the term scalability. I, I, I could do this, and then I'm going to flap my tiny little wing. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I it's very impressive. Lights cantrip as well. Okay, okay. <laughs> Somewhere in the middle, all, all pink lights are dancing now. Well, that's six. That's six lights and one flapping wing. Now, I <laughs> don't get me wrong. I I couldn't. I really can't tell you're trying to help, and I am impressed. Thank you, all of you. This is not scalable. You need a spellcaster here to do it. Now, what we do? No. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you waggle your wings again, he goes, oh, or somebody with wings, yes. What we, the lamplighters, do is provide light to the world. Not just to six people within 30 feet until you cast another tinkering spell, or until you personally get off their mantelpiece, light through rain. It only also, lasts for an hour. As you know, <laughs> and I... <laughs> also, more importantly, as you know, that horror is used in the transformation from somebody into an enlightened person. Like myself, slowly, slightly glowing, as you've already noticed. This is important, and it cannot be done just simply by being a spellcaster, because it must be able to be done by anyone through horror I appreciate your attempts to replace what has been lost, but there is only one way to replace horror and that is to replace the source of horror you and I both know the source of horror for. You and I both know that the spring tide provides a terrible, terrible threat to this city. I will say this frankly, and I will say this in a way that you and I both know cannot escape this room, because even this parchment, once it leaves the room, will just look like the word. Bring back Empress Latuvi. 
stop the spring tide from ruining our city, and you shall walk free. Your contracts will be cancelled, and you will be able to work for somebody else. Never us again, I promise you that. But until you do so, not only are we, the Lamplight Guild, close to our end, the city is close to its end, and more importantly for you, you four are close to yours. Know full well I will not be there to bring you back to life next time you fall. We have a question. Yes. What if we found a better way than imprisoning a, a lady in a factory? Would that it... be acceptable? I'm open to ideas, but I'm still aware of the fact that this clan, this marauding bunch who call themselves the Spring Tide, have it in for us. That is a pressing issue as much as is the source of horror for. Find us a clean solution, a replacement for horror for. I would be surprised. 400 years, this has been the predominant source. Also, we make a lot of money from it, so didn't factor that into it. We're not particularly interested in whether it's clean or not, but we do make an awful lot of gold from horror for. That's really the main thing. So find us a profitable replacement, and that's interesting. But also, more importantly, I fear we have made enemies uh, of, of these people called the Springtide, and I would like for them not to be an enemy of ours anymore as well. Yes. So, you, so you could change your name, uh, which is very, I've got a very good idea. Yes. Uh, because you have a problem, um, I tried to start a focus group. It all went wrong at that point. But anyway, I, one thing I suggest is a focus group. Uh, ask a question of the focus group. Lamp Lighters Guild or Lamps Don't Light Guild. So you're... Because that's more in keeping with where you're going. Lamp, what's that again? Lamp? Lamps Don't Light Lamps Guild. Lamps Don't Light Guild. I have never been so insulted in my life. <laughs> oh. Nurses, untether these people. Let them go. You have freedom of this building to do your investigations. Find the uh, marauding attackers. Bring back the Empress. Next time I see you, you'd better have some news for me. Or I will be a furious, furious Loxodon. Am I perfectly clear? We, 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 we will, Sir Robkin. But, but first, <laughs> I, I suggest uh, we have a board meeting, guys, because I want to understand what Cloudball's latest balance sheet looks like. Oh. Uh... And with that, your board meeting begins, but sadly, our episode ends. <laughs> As the additional uh, fan fiction content is uh, Dickie's board meeting. Yeah, subscribe to the Patreon for a one-hour board meeting. Um, <laughs> guys. Board with a capital O-R-E-D. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you so much uh, for playing, and thank you, listeners, for listening. I hope that it is now clear what the the mission for these Cloudballs clowns uh, really is. <laughs> they have to figure out where they've gone, track them down, bring back the Empress, if indeed that's what they want to do. They, of course, have free choice to do anything they want in this world, but they know what they've been charged with. Um, so, yeah, we'll have a think about that. Between now and next session, I will also level you up to level two, because you've all earned it. Even though you Yay. lost that battle, it was always going to be hard. Uh, amazing stuff thank you so so much to all of you uh, and once again thank you everyone for listening bye 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 you've been listening to technomancers a dnd podcast you can subscribe to hear the next episode when it comes out and until then see you later nerds uh once again i've forgotten the world building for my own world <laughs> Thank you. Edit this bit out. Is everyone recording? Shall we do another clap? A second, Let's... a second clap. Yeah, yeah. Here Let's we go. Do we that. should. Three, two, one. Nice. Different space after one. Did Richard not? I do thought I had to do a silent clap. No, you need to what? actually clap so it. It's so I've been doing the audio. I've been doing a silent clap for like. <laughs> okay. Right, everyone do an audible clap, but quite far away from the mic. The point is it needs to not cut out, but be audible. Let's do another one. Three, two, one. I love that Richard did a silent clap. That is the best. I've been doing a silent clap for weeks.
It's great I couldn't bloody find it last Gabe, week. Gabe, I think I did the silent clap in the other podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've been really confused about why I've been doing this. <laughs> the, clap is, the clap is for motivation. Rich, do you know what the point of the clap no. is? No. I've been so that when, when you're looking. I thought at I'm not going to be the spikes that we're seeing. Yeah. But when we see all those spikes, you'll get like no no sound, then a big spike, and then no sound, so that all of our audio can be. That's why I figured clap. it should be. That's why I was so confused when it was silent. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I like to do lots of little, we little claps like this, this just to annoy them. So that there's no audio. <laughs> And, and then, then the clap spike. is the spike to line it up with. So hang on, so have I make, been making everybody's life difficult when we, when we go through yeah, this in and again? Out of the podcast, oh, yeah. I'm so proud of myself. Yeah. <laughs> I love all this problem. All right, all right, come on, let's play D&D. This is ridiculous.